0: Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. This podcast is here to shake up the way you think about basically everything from health, beauty, entrepreneurship, and whether you're loving the newest trends. These ladies are here to prove that it's always better when salt and pepper come together. So, here are your hosts, Lisa and Olivia.
1: Hi, Shakers. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast. We're here to shake up your spoo. Do it with me. No. Sp- this Just was do it. your idea. Do it with me. Spoo. Spooky.
2: <laughs> oh, you're so dumb. <laughs> Tuesday. I'm Olivia. And I'm Lisa. I'm born and. One. <laughs> Um, sure. I w- on today's episode we are talking about cults, mm-hmm. not spooky. Minds ghosts. Like, oh, yeah,
1: but like way spookier because these were real, real people. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, in my current obsession mm-hmm. is um, I bought some more Target clothes. Yeah. A sweater vest to be exact. Mm. And it's funny because me and Zab went on a date night last night and we sit down and the first thing he goes, so is that another Target sweater vest? And I go, how did you know? Because he doesn't notice this stuff. He's like, I've been listening to your podcast. And I'm like, oh no, that's not I mean, I am yeah.
1: I like it when Arturo listens like to ones I tell him to listen to. But then sometimes he'll be like, your most recent episode, like hardly ever. And I'll be like, yeah, don't listen to just any. He still hasn't listened to like Celtis, like ones that I'm like, can you go listen uh-huh. to these ones? And he's like, no, I'm going to listen to your fall favorites. While. Yeah, I know. I'm like, it's why? So funny. I know. Um, My current obsession, just this weather. My current obsession is the weather. I love it.
2: That's good. That's it's, a good one. It's I the agree. best.
1: And it's not too cold and it gets kind of warm and I
2: just look forward to putting an outfit on. And I love it. That's it. Great. <laughs> um silver linings <laughs> of the week. I a dear lady who flipped me off sorry uh one more time i didn't realize i was driving that close to you oh dear later you you talking about a deer an actual
1: mm, deer no. dear lady who flipped okay you're starting a letter
2: yes right so to the lady who flipped me off yes i didn't realize i was driving that close behind you uh-huh but at the same time, it was 10 minutes till 5. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that until you nearly stopped at the end school zone sign. And the school zone was a good not even 50 yards. It was the tiniest school zone. hmm There were no children around. Doesn't matter. I don't care. Oh. And so um, when she flipped me off, I was literally um, voxing, voxering um, Kelsey, and I'm like, "Oh, a lady's flipping me off!" So I'm just gonna wave and smile and be a good Christian and nice. not do what I actually want to do in my flesh. I actually Whoa. didn't want to do anything. Yeah, because like flesh. flipping off is just like it doesn't, back. Feel it good. doesn't feel good.
1: No, that's funny. Um, you do drive differently than the average person in Medford because you grew up driving in Portland. So sometimes when I'm with you, I'm a little bit like, <sighs> okay. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. But I know that you're not going to get into an accident. Uh-huh. It's just more aggressive. Yeah. Because you have to be in a city. That's so funny. Yeah. I wouldn't
2: characterize my driving. Oh, in other that people way. have told me that about you as well. Yeah. Like who? Oh, Who's and Zav. Craft? Oh, he's crazy. He drives so fast, though. Yeah. Like, he has so slowed fast. down. Yeah. Yesterday, he was following me and I couldn't see him for a while. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, weird. Where is he? Yeah. I remember <laughs> last year when we were going to your birthday
1: and remember we had like turned around and you passed yeah, he... on ice. Yeah. And I was like, you guys are going like 170 miles an hour right now. <laughs> it's like, I do not understand what's happening. And the worst <laughs> part about it was he knew he had to wait for us.
2: I know. He's just a, f- he thought you guys were going to be there so much sooner.
1: Yeah. It was like, no. Anyway. Who
2: th- who in the world is saying this I about think, my driving? I think Arturo.
1: I think I said, "Oh yeah, sometimes Lisa's a little scary," and he goes, "Zav is scary." I went to the coast with him. Oh, and then I think maybe Jacob or something. If Jacob's listening, he'll probably he's probably like, "I never, never said that." Probably never driving, driving with you. Car. Maybe I'm just thinking of Arturo and I talking about you aren't Zav's driving.
2: Um, But
1: no one can judge. Everyone has weird driving things, honestly. Like, have you ever driven with somebody and being like, yeah, they're a 10 out of 10 driver?
2: Like, sometimes people just have weird quirks. No, never. I don't think I've ever been in a car with someone where I'm actually not going crazy because they're going so slow. Or like, so I would rather people
1: go slow and grandma than be like, I think we're going to get into a car accident.
2: I've never been in a car with someone where I think they're going to get in a car accident. And it's so scary. And I'm like, I need to get out of this car it's either no it's just grandma unless they live in portland then i'm like okay you drive better right you know what's wild is you have to go to school to become a pilot
1: because obviously you don't want to kill like a plane full of people but there are far more car accidents than there are plane crashes obviously and we all get into a car with anyone if anybody said i'll drive and we don't even know who they are for the most part you're gonna get in the car with them They could be psychopaths. (laughs) On the road, is that but what we studying cult has done to you? No, I've always thought this about driving. Like we just naturally trust people to drive, and they we are putting actually our life in their hands.
2: Driving isn't technically difficult, though. Like a plane is technically yeah. A lot diff- of times, you actually on a plane, have to learn things. You
1: learn it for the takeoff and the landing. Most of the time, in a plane, right. it's autopilot.
2: Oh yeah, no, but yeah, that's not the part I mean. But that's yeah, what you have to learn. Totally. Where driving a car, you don't really have to learn extensively how to turn it on like the and machine move it
1: if it's a stick more so yeah but it's the and I always tell her this I'm like I'm not scared of you I'm scared of people
2: it, that's exactly the thing yeah. like w- why are accidents happening it's because people are drunk driving they're under the influence. texting, of texting on, on the their phone, phone all the time yeah Gosh. so that's really why people are getting in accidents
1: so what was your silver lining
2: um, That I did the right thing and Good job. didn't reciprocate. But you just wrote her a letter on our podcast. Yeah. What if she listens
1: and she goes, oh,
2: that was Lisa she was me. old. She does not know what a podcast is. If
1: I've learned anything, it's that randos listen to our podcast. I know. <laughs> what in the world? Okay, what's your silver um, lining? My silver lining is I made it through this week. It has just been like I don't know why in my life these maybe this happens to everybody but I swear it's always the same thing. I'll get an inquiry for a wedding and it's the one wedding I have that entire four months and it's on that day. Or somebody will say hey I'm free on this and it's the one day out of that whole month I have an event. You know what I mean? It's like that type of thing. I'm like what are the odds? And this time it was my friend Kate and my friend Kenzie all visiting around a giant wedding that I had to do. So it was like All last week hanging out with Kate, which was so fun, did this wedding, so freaking exhausting. Next day, baby shower, go hang out with Kate, going to hang out with Kenzie again. And it's like, I'm grateful, but I'm like, I don't hang out with people ever. And then it all happens in the span of two weeks, all while I'm trying to work and like finish things. So the silver lining is that I am, I'm kind of just ready to like slow down for a sec, even though I know the holidays are coming up. We still have like a month. Also, Lisa month is coming up. So prepare. Um, I never studied that in school, so I don't know what you're talking about. Well, see, and that's the thing, too. That's what's so funny is then Arturo's birthday is the day before yours. Right. So it's like doing that stuff, doing yours. And then we're coming back and going into Thanksgiving and all of that. So Mm -hmm. it's just like,
2: maybe I'm not an extrovert. (laughs) Maybe I'm learning about that. Um, it was funny because Zav was like, yeah, I just found out. Arturo's coming on the trip and it's his birthday the day before yours. And Combi's coming on the and trip and it's birthday. the same day. Yeah. So we get to celebrate. I go, Excuse me, did they plan a Sun River trip? Are all of their friends, well, yes, a lot of their friends are yeah, going there. Was... No, they can plan their own time to celebrate Uh-oh. their birthday.
1: Well, I might be celebrating my boyfriend, just so you know. Outside of that, I'll be celebrating I told them, you I'm too. I'm like, if
2: you guys want to go out to dinner. And take the boys with you, go ahead. In the house, we talk about no other than Lisa. No one other than Lisa and her I don't know if birthday. I can go anymore. Well, you're planning it, so. I'm
1: planning some things. <laughs> now I'm nervous. I'm like, how much do you think I'm planning? I'm planning some things. But also simultaneously planning Arturo's things. So
2: just so you're aware. Yeah. He does. I don't want anyone hijacking my birthday. Right. Because it's my trip. Yes. If they wanted a birthday trip, I'm mainly talking about Combi. He could have planned his own birthday trip. I was going to say, we probably would have gone to Sun River for his birthday. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Hold on. I even asked Combi if he wanted a Twinsies birthday bash Mm -hmm. in Sun River. And he said yes. Sun River. Sun River. And he didn't respond in any way, shape, or form after that. And I'm like, OK, it's your loss. Well, I would have anymore. loved
1: that. He already talked to me about him. He's getting you a cake. So
2: Well, OK, then it can. <sighs> <laughs> You're it like, sucks. what? I, would have, I, I was
1: excited to do that. No, it's fine. We're just going to do it the day before. Yeah. It is one of those things Still where friend, for the rest of life, his. we'll have to deal. do with a it. trip. We'll have to figure out before or afters or whatever, yeah. You know, because
2: I'm okay with sharing with Arturo. Okay. I like Arturo. Not combi though. Combie, <laughs> he missed his chance. Right. Okay. Um, I'm so excited, guys. I really researched. I and the reason, I mean, I because I love this podcast. I also needed to make up for last year. I did not. Do as much research as I thought I did. You're asking me all these questions, and you're like, I have no idea. Yes. So I'm really stoked. So today, we are going to
1: go in depth on a cult of both Lisa and I's choosing. Neither of us really know much about the other ones. We were going to do cults and conspiracies, and then I quickly realized a large majority of the United States believes in these conspiracies. So I'm just going to go ahead and tiptoe out of that one. Um, so we're going to do cults. Well, and
2: I was just excited to do this cult. So I'm like, you yeah. can still do your conspiracy, but I'm doing a cult just so you well, know. Well, I was
1: starting to bring up conspiracies to Arturo and he goes, you know how many people believe in oh, that? yeah. But totally. there are things that are like, I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm like, that's absolutely ridiculous. But it had kind of come true the other night when I had said something and this other person was like, it was about a conspiracy. And I was like I looked at him and I was like, You don't actually believe that and he goes, Yeah, I do and I was like, Oh oh, okay And I just didn't care. I was like, Okay and he was like really they've they've proven it i was like uh huh they they have <laughs> like they whoever this like infamous yeah. they is that people talk well, about you know
2: what my and this is like not bringing any shame because i openly talked to my brother in law about this he's a flat earther and he's very open about it right and he's put in so much research and he's always bringing it up to us and he's like how can you not believe this yeah. And I'm not a scientist. There's a lot of times where I'm like, I don't know. Honestly, I just don't feel like believing in that. Like, yeah. no matter how much evidence you give me, it's just not something that I feel like really mm-hmm. matters to me. Yeah. And if the world is trying to conspire against me by making me believe in around Earth then i'm honestly just fine with believing it and just going along with it cuz like why does it really matter at the end of the day for me for him yeah. it it like his faith like does go into it and he thinks like <laughs> biblically and so it, it can sound silly but yeah. i'm like you know what like it's not i like have so much respect for you or
1: something no and he yeah. he knows that
2: yeah but um you know it's like he really believes in it and so yeah. i have a lot of issues with the way he brings it up, but I have a lot of respect for how the much of research. he has put into yeah. this.
1: Did you know by subscribing to our podcast, you will get immediate access to our episodes every Tuesday? It'll give you a notification, so you don't even have to think about it. You can turn on these notifications on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. While you are at it, rating and reviewing the show takes less than a few seconds. It bumps us up on iTunes and gives us a shot to grow our community. It means the world, and we read every single review. If you're listening to the show and you love hearing our voices every single week, we would love to hear what you think. Whether it's your favorite episode, what you want, to hear from us or maybe some stuff we need to work on we are super open to it and we would just love to hear what you guys have to say and while you're at it dm us hang out with us on instagram and join our secret facebook group the salt and pepper podcast insiders we love to talk to you guys we love to hear your thoughts and honestly we love to see it when you share our episodes thanks so much and let's get back to the show
2: um so with that being said would you like i would okay Okay, so here is the story behind the Remnant Fellowship and the Way Down Ministry, Okay, which Olivia wanted to do. Yes. And I saw her researching, and I'm like, uh, you can't do that. I know. I was like, <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. I told you. <laughs> I told you what it was. Um, okay. In 1986, 31-year-old Gwen Shamblin, Shamblin founded the Way Down Workshop. A diet program unlike any other. It's a program that requires no food restrictions, exercise, calorie counting, or weigh-ins. The program consisted of 12-week seminars guided by video and audio tapes. By 1995, the program was in over a 1,000 churches in America and spanned from North America to Europe, growing to over 5,000 churches participating in her program one year later in 1996. In... 1997, Gwen released her book *The Way Down Diet*: Inspirational Way to Lose Weight, Stay Slim, and Find a New You. (laughs) The book advised readers to use spirituality to avoid overeating. The Way Down Diet teaches the love of food should be transferred to a love of God, and to cut food portions in half and only eat when hungry. In her TV appearances and yearly conferences she had members, mainly women, share success stories from what the program did for them. It seemed to have cured their previously unrestrained hunger and some share they've never felt closer to God. Gwen would have women share how much they lost in a short amount of time giving Gwen and God thanks and praise for her work. She appeared on multiple TV shows including The View, 2020, and BBC, and appearances on Larry King Live and the Today Show, which is kind of wild. I heard that she even like met Oprah and knew Oprah and was like really well-known. Um, now it's 1999, and Shamblin founded the Remnant Fellowship in Brentwood, Tennessee that's grown to over 100 webcast locations. Remnant is a weight loss cult incognito as a Christian church. Gwen felt called to help others in more ways than just weight loss. From her website, from the website, they say, rising crime, quote, rising crime, financial problems, broken homes, alcohol and drug abuse, rebellious children, disappearing morality. It seems like the world is growing further and further away from God and Christ and the results are obvious, end quote. Conference goers share the way Gwen recruited them to come to her church as quote unquote quote like. After a year into the church, Gwen sent a letter to congregants denying the Trinity. So if you guys aren't familiar with the Christian faith, that's like the foundation of our faith is that. Um, our God is three in one, God, Holy Spirit, Son. So Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Um, and so she denied that and said, I think God and Jesus are two separate beings. Denying the Trinity, setting off alarm bells for many, and the way down work. What was her reasoning behind that? Do you know? I can't remember. Okay. Um... I just remember that being in the documentary, mm. and it any of the things that I was like looking up, it was just like vague, right? Like, denying the Trinity, um, setting off alarm bells for many. The Way Down workshop gets cut from thousands of churches. Soon, reality sets in for remaining churchgoers who soon who soon see through the charismatic facade of their leader. Believe it or not, I wrote all this. Except for the quotes. <laughs> um, I did not do that on mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, members start to feel singled out and looked down upon for their inability to lose weight quick enough. The faster you lose weight, the more holy you are perceived for your commitment to God. Some shared their development of eating disorders, and one shared a story. This was on the documentary a story speaking to her husband how she hadn't eaten much that day and wanted to get a drink from Starbucks. And asked her husband for permission and as a way of accountability, which he responded, either that or you don't have dinner. Um. So this next part, this was actually like the reason I was thinking about not doing this. But um, I just have to remember that this is just specific to this church. And yeah. Bad things happen I think all of
1: these things are very specific to people are awful
2: you know? yeah yeah it's like what I was because I was texting you I'm like so there's like child abuse in this and you're like I'm able to com- compartmentalize so I've been having to do that that's pretty much a lot of mine just so you know. <laughs> Good to know. I feel like that's a really
1: common Like when you're talking about cults and stuff like this, like that is a very common thread in a lot of this is just abuse in general. So, yeah. I think a lot of people with older can people,
2: that. it's just the vulnerable, like the really, yes. you know, people who can't fend for themselves, yeah. defend themselves. So, um, I did want to put a trigger warning out. I feel like trigger warnings can kind of be stupid, but I know yeah. this is very triggering for myself. Mm-hmm. So, this will contain, um, child abuse, and neglect. Um, Gwen was also known for her teachings on discipline. In one teaching, she said, the way you, you show, this is a quote, the way you show God your answering to him is through obeying your mother and father on the first time. If you obey on the second or third time, you are being your own God. And no one playing around like that can ever go to heaven. So you will only live a few years on earth and you will have a horrible afterlife. If you don't obey mommy and daddy on the first try, you will be taken out and you will be very, very sorry, end quote. When a son of um, a member of the church turned up dead with the cause of being trauma to the head and marks all over his and was found with marks all over his body, police dig deep into the lives of parents Sonia and Joseph Smith congruence of the remnant uh they have had one other child die in infancy of sids maybe even two i i couldn't find that that source it was on the documentary but speculation thinks otherwise 8-year-old Joseph which is his son's name um was routinely disciplined by his parents, by beating him with glue sticks, belts, and heated coat hangers, locking him in confined spaces for extended periods of time, and tying his hands with rope. Mrs. Smith told police that she, quote-unquote, normally um, gave the children their whippings in increments of ten blows each, and that Joseph had gotten several of those whipping sessions on the day of his death the police reported the Smiths locked Joseph in his room to pray to a picture of Jesus on the ceiling in a closet for days and even weeks. So are these... So
1: these are like her followers who are interpreting what she's saying as doing this or was she very much like you should beat them there if they don't listen? There are clippings.
2: Okay. And she doesn't say beat, but she would say use a paddle. Okay. Or one... So this was in the documentary. One person um i forget how it came up but a glue stick got brought up mm-hmm. and this is on tape like a glue what does that mean like a glue, so stick. A glue stick like a hot glue gun so or? a hot glue gun you know those sticks that go yeah. in it oh and then you would hit them with it yes oh, okay Interesting. so it goes into that okay <clears throat> um he was given only a bucket for a toilet an older son sometimes held Joseph down while the parents beat him with implements. Hmm. So the older son was actually on the documentary Mm -hmm. and he was just talking about how traumatized he was of his life, obviously. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that like this whole part of it was the saddest and, um, Sonia and Joseph, the parents were like some of the, some really good friends of, um, Gwen And uh, Gwen tried denying all the stuff, all the things about glue sticks and uh, whipping and leaving kids. But what was talked about in the documentary was um, there uh, was an instance where Joseph was dropping off his son, Joseph, Mm -hmm. in the children's ministry. And he was saying to uh, one of the assistants like taking care of the kids one of the caregivers if he um isn't being good you know what to do and -hmm. she goes i'm sorry i don't know what you mean and then he Mm -hmm. puts his fist Mm -hmm. together with his hand and she's like i'm sorry are you saying he's like yeah no seriously Mm. like i'm not joking
1: it's weird he wouldn't realize they would report that
2: well that's the thing i think if if and she was like, I'm not comfortable with doing that. Especially nowadays. Can you imagine? And so that would happen in the church. Yeah. So there, that's what was being reported. And so yeah. I guess that during a teaching, what happened is they put Joseph in a box. Mm. And they told him to stay in there. And he tried getting up and they closed the box mm-hmm. on his head. And it was maybe um, a... Uh, combination of like no air because they they closed up the box Mm -hmm. and um getting hit in the head that he died so um on that awful day of october 8th 2003 eight-year-old joseph was struck repeatedly with a foot-long glue stick gwen stuck by the side of the smiths the whole time even paying for their legal fees they were convicted to life plus 30 years in prison, the maximum punishment, mm-hmm. which thank you, Justice System, for doing the right thing. It's, yeah, that's surprising. I know. That's <laughs> shocking. Yeah. Um, in 2018, Gwen divorced her husband of 40 years, David Shamblin, with not a lot of information about the divorce. Um, as seen in the docu- HBO documentary, The Way Down, God Greed, and the Cult of Gwen Shamblin, Shamblin. Speculation states David held out on signing divorce papers as long as he could. to Get that um. money, honey. <laughs> um, David threw off legitimacy to the Way Down propaganda as he was overweight. So people... I think that people weren't like respecting Gwen as much seeing him around but Mm. he stopped going to the church so um although he started the church with Gwen he soon found um his way out when he seemed to have disagreed with the legitimacy of the teachings by his wife as he had a master's in divinity Mm. that same year she remarried Mm
0: -hmm.
1: the guy from
2: Tarzan yeah yeah and so, like, that whole thing itself yeah. is insane. Mm-hmm. I did not have enough time to put all of that in. Um, But it's so sad. Like, the husband doesn't speak on anything. No one knows where he is right now. Like, mm. that's so terrifying. And to think that people um, think, like, he's maybe a part of that or that's a part of his beliefs. But, like, his wife's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then May of this year, six churchgoers, including Gwen, died in a plane crash. Her private jet, being flown by her husband with a pilot's license, crashed into a river close to the takeoff point. Weird, We're, right? Yeah. This is when all of this was happening. Hmm. Um, all of this, as in uh, the documentary. I was like, "How?" But they killed. They would have killed themselves. Yeah. So reports indicate the crash was caused by poor weather conditions. Did the husband did it? So it actually, you can look at the the pattern, like uh-huh. their flight, and um, they tried ascending and descending like multiple times hmm. until it just went down downward. Weird. Um. Yeah. Who knows? Went down in her private jet. Anything for the church. Yeah. <laughs> Um, The church is now run by her daughter, a very gaunt-looking Elizabeth Shamblin Hannah, who also lost her husband in the crash. Oh, that's sad. Very sad. And um, she's leading the church with her brother, Michael Shamblin. In a statement, she said, Elizabeth Hannah, they, quote, this is from the website, intend to keep the dream of Gwen Shamblin Laura had of helping people find a relationship with God, end quote
1: through not going to starbucks um didn't
2: she start to look real freaky towards the end yes so Mm -hmm. like her hair kept getting bigger she was so beautiful still but in the 90s and 80s she had like beautiful hair she herself is beautiful um and her and her husband looked like a perfect fit and then she just Mm -hmm. started looking more and more gaunt yeah um so she has like a full-on degree she had a dietitian degree um she was a clinical dietitian and so that's why she started well her cold <laughs> yeah um but the way down program and so before that people were like thank you I actually have found like I don't I don't want to deny that people have actually found like a good relationship with food maybe during this but sure. it sounds extreme and also I don't I don't know if dieting can be a God Mm -mm. relationship Mm -mm. Um, because I don't think that we're called to lose weight to an extensive degree or to look better, but to feel better, of course. And to
1: take care of our temple, take Take care of what
2: he's given us. Um, just being healthy. Not just being healthy. Not being thin not or whatever. Not specifically dieting. Right. Um. So, like, I mean, I desecrate my body with Hot Pockets all the time. So, obviously, I can right. take care, better care of my body. Um. That doesn't mean people need to be, like, losing weight in order to serve God. You need to serve God by, you know, if, if you have type 2 diabetes and you have, like, high blood sugar content, right. you know.
1: Well, and I think the issue with that is – you're putting it above the Lord. So like that becomes your idol. And that's what God says about anything like fitness, going to the gym, like that can be your idol too. And that's what people do with, especially in diet culture. Um, it becomes the only thing you think about. Yeah. And
2: you know, that's why so many people, I mean, you should see her daughter. She is small. She's tiny. She's what you're
1: inundated with. Imagine what they did to her when she did something wrong. Oh, I bet. um, Yeah, I mean, I think a good thing to remember, too, is like a cult is nothing without its followers. And so even though these people are psycho, the people following them are psycho, too. And they get stuck in it. So,
2: But they're being misled to an extensive degree.
1: I think so. But I also think sometimes it's easy to take responsibility away from people that they can understand. I think everybody has. It's slow. I think people start to get more you know in it and they stop seeing like the truth with like with anything but I mean beating your kid I think it's really easy to be like well that's wrong and you know that's wrong whether that person's telling you to do that or not you know
2: you would hope so you would hope so but it's it's brainwashing I mean that's what cults are it's brainwashing Mm -hmm. and I mean even the bible says like you if you are a leader and if you are above people Mm -hmm. you will be judged according to you know how much do you spill that all (laughs) yeah um totally it's a good one yeah sad
1: one sad how she died weird So I've been a content creator for a really long time, and I was always looking for insight and wisdom from other creators. Um, But I always felt like no one ever talked about how to take photos or start a TikTok, because we're millennials and it's so hard, Um, or honestly, how to even ask for money from brands. Um, It's so daunting trying to figure these things out alone, especially from the beginning.
2: Yeah, and coming from the beginning and wanting to grow my platform for the podcast and um, maybe some personal reasons too. And it doesn't come naturally to me. It's so nice, now that I've been listening to the Content Creatives Podcast, it's laid out perfectly. So you can start from the beginning and you know exactly what you're gonna get in the headline of the episode. And they break it down and they have like quick episodes too, which I really yeah, appreciate. Something so that nice. we don't even do. I know. I'm like, <laughs> do we need to do that? Um, yeah.
1: So Emma and Maddie from the Content Creatives Podcast, they pull back the curtain to what it means to be an influencer, like how to ask brands for money, which is huge, their mental health journeys while they work full time and their personal experiences building their Instagrams, blog, podcasts, and social media channels. I know we both really respect them for talking about, uh, you know, asking about money and like what they need to do and how much they need to make from their hard work.
2: I think my favorite part of it, too, is they're sharing tips and information from personal experience. And so they are coming from a place of vulnerability and saying, we were ground zero and we built our ways up from there. And so they have tens of thousands of followers and they get thousands of downloads on their podcast a month. And so I've been having great content from listening to them.
1: Yeah. So...
2: We love them, and we know
1: you guys will love them, too, so check them out at the Content Creatives Podcast. Yeah. Um, I think mine's a lot longer, but I can probably hey, cut some of it, too. Um, okay, so in case anybody's wondering, you can still join this cult, so if you like the story, you can go to their website <laughs> and fill out a form. Um, you can also fill out a prayer request for them to pray for your every needs and wants.
2: Mm. Or we'll pray for you.
1: Yes. Um, Okay. Joyce Green came from a poor family in Brooklyn where they lived in a basement and her parents were quote unquote losers. I didn't write that. The internet did. One day a boy came up to her and they fell in love and they got married a year later at 17 years old. They settled down in Brooklyn and had three kids and had dinner every night at 6 p.m. She battled with depression though because she gained weight really easily. I didn't even know weight was a part of this one. Um... And then one day, hey what is this called? Um, so this is called Kashi, um, and her name is Ma Ma Jaya Sati, Whoa. Um, and it's a Kashi. It's an ashram and spiritual community oh, that you can join. Okay. So she's a spiritual guru. Okay, but her former name was Joyce Green. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Because she gained weight easily, one day her husband looked at her and told her that she needed to eat less. And after that comment, she turned into a yogi with like incense and meditation and everything like that. Basically just locked herself in a room and became obsessed with yoga and like meditation and losing weight and all this stuff.
2: Like using yoga as a means of losing weight.
1: Coming to, like, her higher power of, like, who she is and, like, using that.
2: So not Kashi like the cereal.
1: This has no... I actually don't know. Kashi might mean something. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. I don't think the cereal came from um, her, but uh, maybe that'd be a fun... not giving them money, right? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be such a funny ending. And to this day, we support them by buying Kashi cereal. Um... So she slowly became more obsessed with that culture. And then people around her, because this was in the 70s, just became obsessed mm-hmm. with her. So hippies would come to her and they would cry in her presence. And they just believed that she had reached enlightenment and tranquility and would do anything she had asked.
2: So how did they, they realize this?
1: Was because she, like, So she was classes? going to like some classes. And I think that she was just became so obsessed mm-hmm. that she just started like talking in this way.
0: Mm-hmm. And later
1: you see that people said when you were in her presence, it almost felt like you were high because like there was just like this tranquil nature about her and she um her husband said she would watch these people go up to her and just start weeping at everything she said and he was just like what is happening because he's normal he's normal i mean apart from saying a mean comment like stop right. eating," which yeah you know i guess all that's they thought of that started jeez
2: that. talk about a spiral <laughs> I, I know i wonder if she's an extremist <laughs> <laughs> i don't know um so one night in
1: 1973 her husband heard her frantically tearing apart the house she said she had a vision of christ and an Mm, encounter and she whispered wounds she said had appeared on her hands and he goes what are you talking about his last name's d fior he goes um there oh he had then taken she, she showed him like this red stuff and so he was like what is this so she t- he took it to somebody and it was theatrical blood so it wasn't even real blood so i mean i'm assuming oh she just had this gosh. encounter and there's wounds in her hands and she's christ and all of these things are happening so then word spread about her encounter with christ and she started to show go to all of these basements and parks across the city, delivering nightlong sermons. They would just last all night. She said, "I thought get skinny with Christ or fat without him." She later told the Palm Beach Post, "I lost 65 pounds on the Christ diet." <gasps> um, but Christ wouldn't be the only apparition. In the same year, she had claimed ha- she had visions of deceased and a bald Indian guru named. Something something Baba. I cannot pronounce it. Great. Um, who endowed her with the name sati Some word that I cannot pronounce. Um, her following turned into uh, like hundreds of people. They were college age, age kids, mostly convinced Christ had plucked this Jewish Jewish housewife from poverty to teach all the ways of God. So, in 1975, she left her two oldest children, Jimmy and Denise, and her husband, who filed for divorce a year later, um, and Jimmy was, like, not doing well, and we'll get to him later. Um, so, the guru took her actual, she took her youngest daughter, though, Molly, with her, and she just left her family, and they went to Central Florida um, and it was at the time, or maybe it is still is in one of the most Christian areas in that state. She went to like the middle of Florida. Um, and she turned into, she started kind of this community of eccentric um, existence of celibacy and vegetarianism. Um, so she said this was a way about finding out about God. So this was one of the residents who traveled all the way from California to come be her and be enlightened by her. Um, She would be called, they called her Ma and she called them her children. And they promised to serve humanity. And in the name of spirituality, Ma Jaya bestowed them with Hindi names and forbade recreational sex. Um, And she ordered marriages between devotees who barely knew each other. So she would just... I think just kind of make her own rules at this point.
2: Yeah, seriously.
1: Which if if everyone's listening to you, I mean, why not? Why the heck not, you know? Um, So... Yeah, so this is the part where they said it felt like they were stoned when they were around her. The energy that surrounded her made you feel that way. If anyone defiled or made Maja feel, Majaya feel disrespected or undermined, she would make them do very strange things. One of her followers was ordered to dunk his entire head into a vat of red paint. And when he was asked what happened, he said that Ma had told him to do it. Um Majaya then got remarried to So Si Cho and they tried to have more children but she had a lot of miscarriages. This is when the obsession for children started. Oh, no. She soon made her followers ask for permission if they wanted to have kids. One day, one of her followers went into labor, but before she went into labor, she dyed her blonde hair to black to impersonate Majaya during the birth. And she even signed the guru's name to the birth certificate. Then, after she was wheeled out of the Jackson Memorial Hospital in Miami carrying her newborn, she spotted a van full of Kashi followers. Without hesitation, she handed over her daughter, who was secreted back to the ranch. In all, four mothers from 1978 to 1982 signed Ma Jaya on her or her new husband as biological parents on the birth certificates. Ma Jaya told the newspaper... Yeah, I think that you can if if it's coming from you.
2: Biological? But that doesn't make sense. Biological does not mean it comes from your, it's your DNA. I think that they would just probably lie to the kids and tell them that that's who the parents were. But I feel like that's illegal to say, oh, this person's the biological yeah. parent. I'm sure probably a lot of this stuff is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so Ma
1: Jaya, when asked, would tell the, the newspapers she took the children to save them from abortion because she was claiming that they were going to abort the kids. Um, things didn't stop there. One night, as everyone came in for their nightly prayer session, she announced that she had married her 14-year-old daughter, Molly, to Dada Doss, a 25-year-old man. Molly later said that she had been repeatedly raped by Dada, and this was ordered by her mother because her mother wanted her to get pregnant so she could take her child.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: She said, Molly recalls during the marriage ceremony was instructed by her mom to grope, fondle, and sexually stimulate her during the ceremony, and she was whatever 14. 14 so later I mean obviously a lot of things were happening in this community and one of them was this 13 year old boy um, was told that Majaya wanted to meet with him and he didn't know why and so as he was waiting for her um, somebody else recalled that Majaya was watching from somewhere else These two masked men came and they grabbed him. They put duct tape tape over his mouth and restrained him. And then they whipped him with rock-laden socks. Um, Majaya was then with her confidant watching. And the person with her said that she was ecstatic watching it happen, watching this boy get beaten. And weeks later, the men donned their ninja outfits again and took the kid. And it, um, it was in clear sight of Majaya's house. The guru watched the violence and with several others. Um, The beatings were a punishment because the boy had declined to have sex with a young girl at the ranch. Um, And Majaya didn't want to hear that. She started calling him a pervert and cursing at him. And the kid was whimpering and shaking and she enjoyed it. You could see it in her face. Ew. So, between 1990 and 2000, countless cases of neglect and abuse were reported. Um, Majaya either personally struck residents or ordered them to get beaten. Police were uh, called twice to extract children living with her. Majaya demanded money from her followers. um, They defrauded them out of their inheritance. Um, And then she severely burned a man with a candle to punish him for sexually molesting a kid, which, I mean, okay, you know he shouldn't have done that right <laughs> but then she made the boy who was molested walk around the park naked with 50 people watching and that part is really gross she, for why i don't know because i think at that point he was probably desecrated, desecrated? by the person
2: oh my gosh yeah. this is why christianity is not a cult because <laughs> we don't do we don't, stupid we stuff don't do like that this. kind of stuff guys There's literally no secrets to Christianity. No, no. This is all like,
1: ooh, you can't know. I know. Um, So then Roseanne Henry, who had formally given up her daughter to mom, had retrieved her seven-year-old daughter um, with a SWAT team in 1989. After the child was returned to the home, the girl believed Ma Jaya was God and prayed to her at the dinner table, um, and after the child was taken, she was stalked by Ma and was tried to, and was trying to scheme to get the child back, but Ma claimed that Roseanne wanted to abort the child, and that's why she took it, so she was sticking to that, um, but what was, what was crazy about all of this is during everything, she was championing gay rights, was at the height of like the, the height of the AIDS scare. She pushed um, like she was like a part of like making big moves for the world and was like loved everyone. It didn't matter if you were gay or straight. She would love you no matter who you were. So the outside world like just thought that you know, she Just was loving great. Woman. Yeah, because yeah. even um, Julia Roberts was a huge fan of her, and the I remember this. the Guru in Eat Pray Love yeah. is based off of her, because she met with her or something yeah. of the like, because she had met with her before the movie, and she spoke at the Jeez. her funeral when she died. So, um, in two thousand and four, Jimmy, her son, um, yeah, he committed suicide and he not it was really sad and graphic and when the ladlord, landlord discovered the body, black and white photographs of Jimmy and his mother were strewn throughout the house, even in the bathroom next to Jimmy. According to the state coroner's report, five drugs were found in his body. Um, but everybody was saying that when his mom left him, he could never get over it. And he would talk about it every single day.
2: So Jimmy is the one that was left with the dad.
1: Yeah, and he's like in his 40s. And so he, yeah, oh he just couldn't, he gosh. couldn't get out of it. Um, it said he couldn't get out of time. He couldn't stop being 12. Um, the week before mm. he committed suicide Um, he was calling Molly who said that she was trying to um, tell her mom like hey he's really not doing well she said you selfish viewer I have people dying of AIDS and a student dying of cancer on Kashi and have much more important things to worry about. After the suicide, Majaya was shattered with grief the morning of June 9th. The guru wrote an email. So many of you know how close Jimmy was to me, especially his mommy. He proudly sat by his mom watching her take care of so many, all of this stuff. Um, And she then died in 2012 of pancreatic cancer. And after she died, tons of people came to the streets, um, including Julia Roberts, talked about how amazing of a person she was. Um, And now Molly, who's now 44, um, said that it was the happiest day of her life when her mom ended up dying.
2: Whoa. So let's get her on the podcast.
1: Oh, my gosh. Maybe we should. So yeah, that's that's it. But there was so much more, and I can't even imagine Whoa. how many more things and kids and it's just it's like it's. But what's so weird about that to me is like, who even are you? What qualifications do you have? Mm-hmm. Like, but that is the thing with that type of community of like gurus and stuff. You're not you're not asking those types of questions because it's about how it makes you feel in the mm-hmm. moment, and then you get stuck in it. And there's so many cat like. Counts from people in there just being like it was
2: insane. This is where, okay, I'm, ugh. this is where I'm like, and people like discredit Jesus and like try to discredit us, and Jesus didn't even like her people. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy that, I mean, I say crazy, but you know, people are waiting for Jesus. Yeah. Like, the quote-unquote real Jesus to come um, because they they think the Messiah hasn't come yet. And so mm-hmm. it's, like, scary because um, people think, like, they're still waiting. Yeah. They're still... And- so anyone can claim...
1: I know. And, and a lot of times, like something I try to do, too, is thinking of people that didn't grow up with any religious affiliation. You know, I've met people that have never opened a Bible, have never even been to church. Mm-hmm. And that's OK. That's their story. And so for us, it's very easy to be like, this is not a cult. This is not the same thing. But to the outside perspective or podcast like Armchair Expert, you know, they look at they think, you know, Catholic and Christian is the same. Mm-hmm. They look at what has happened with the amount of molestation and everything in the churches mm-hmm. and i think it's very easy to be like well you go to these things every you have these specific things you say all at the same mm-hmm. time you drink the blood and the but body you know th- what the I difference
2: mean. is like those are people who like believe in jesus those are people who believe yes. in god jesus himself didn't do those things yeah totally 100%. and so that's where i immediately discredit that religion um yeah and I think it is a cult because the person themselves was lying. Like, they do not have any credit to who they are. So 100%. I understand. I mean, I totally understand how people, Um. well, no, I don't understand how people see Christianity as a cult.
1: I think they don't know what other today. word to use. It looks like, so what? You can't do these things? Right. You can't do, why can't you do that? What's well, going to happen there's to you? there's free you will.
2: Know? You're allowed to do whatever you want. And so yeah. that's why there are bad things happening in the world from people yes. who claim And do believe in Jesus. But there's so much that goes into that, like, you know, pain and trauma Mm -hmm. and passed down generational Mm -hmm. crap that you have no control over. Well,
1: and and I'm sure she believed in Jesus, whether she thought
2: at the end she she was Jesus or not. Yeah. But
1: at a certain point, anybody can believe in Jesus. Satan believes in Jesus. Oh, Satan knows Jesus is real. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, I mean not getting into anything really until you really research it and really know what you're it's doing feeling, and that's it's the, the feeling but that is why you know I don't even agree with a lot of the things that come even in the Christian faith that have to do with feelings right you know doing things in the moment when you feel the most emotional I'm like nope that's not a fault <laughs> fo- that's a instant human reaction yeah. that's not a thought out thing you know so true anyway that was a good one that was a random and you can go on their website like I said so rave reviews (laughs) um that was fun though
2: yeah it was
1: every year we'll yeah talk about it gosh if you guys like
2: this I'll do it more
1: we're not a true crime podcast Dang it! <laughs> so you can start your own how about that yeah, yeah um well guys we hope you have the most spooky of safest halloweens and uh what else what do we say for a thing for halloween we hope your costumes are cute yeah and that's what we say you, we hope you eat a lot of candy
2: yes okay um if brush you your teeth ha-
1: Brush your teeth. That's a good one. Drink water. Um, if you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review. And it helps us out a lot. And you can follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast and follow us personally at it's Lisa Brosser and Olivia Corinne. And I think that's it. So it's always better when, when salt, salt and pepper, pepper come, come together. together.
0: Bye. Woo. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the salt and pepper podcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.